five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize episode 25. <laughs> I don't think you wait until I do that as well. Obviously, man, it's <laughs> part of the intro. I know, yeah. It's not the same without. So, guys, how is everyone doing? Barry, as always, give us the rundown of the show. Okay, what's going on? Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. If, you're, if you've come back for more, welcome back. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to go through exactly what we got to got up to during the week. Uh, then we're going to discuss everything from the world of football, from Manchester United's shocking loss to Huddersfield, to the world's best eleven, to Ronald Koeman getting the sack. And then we're going to move on to the world of fighting. So UFC Gdansk was on over the weekend, UFC Brazil is on this weekend, and also the legendary Katie Taylor is fighting this weekend as well. Unreal. I'm excited. Excited. Uh, you, have you revised? Obviously. Okay. So, I think we should kick it off where we sort of first started the week out. We were playing poker on Friday out in Malahide. Uh, myself and Ross went down. Uh, we played out in the Westbury. Uh, do you want to go through what happened? Because you give your take and then I'll give my take. Um, right. So, we got in there quite late, didn't we? Yeah. Um... First of all, it's like tournament, it's like knockout competition. So that's how it went down, actually, yeah. Yeah, it went out, it started very early. Uh, or we went out there very late. So, like, people who, when we arrived there, already had loads more tips than So, like, yeah. you have to sort of make an aggressive play to start out with. Yeah. Otherwise, you're absolute brown bread. Yeah. So. And we wouldn't play that much anyway, as well. So. Yeah. So I think by. I'd say within 10 hands, I'd went all in and was knocked out. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if you know about poker, but I'm not even like a very good player. But I had like an open straight on either end, yeah, and I was a royal, like, a royal straight, yeah, flow straight, yeah, yeah. And I was like, right, I'm gonna go for it. I was like, oh, was I feeling lucky? I was like, maybe I was. So like, I went for it, and then obviously I just didn't get it. So Yolo uh, knocked out. Then I brought back in, and then I sort of played for about another two hours, and then got knocked out. Yeah, um, that was my end of it, Barry. How did you get on? Uh, I think for like the first like. 15 hands I actually didn't play because I didn't get any two cards that added up together over 10 oh I made it to the final table actually you forgot about that yeah no like Ross actually did better than me this week I, th- I think sometimes you're just a bit rash and you're like like if you sit there longer than 5 hands like you're just going to play no matter what you have you know what I mean yeah yeah Whereas, I, need like, be, I need to be playing uh, like uh, yeah. patience isn't there yeah. to like I can't be given if I have crap cards I'll eventually play them yeah but also being there that late you sort of had, had like you couldn't sit there for ages no. and let everything disappear which basically what happened to me I got knocked out as well but like you you learn. I mean, it's a bit of crack going down yeah. anyway. Like hanging around, just and you say you're staying off to drink, and it's just something to do, really, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit better than sitting at home and I don't know, getting takeaway and doing nothing. Really. Yeah, yeah, because like Seaver comes down as well. Bruno's there working, and then you just know some of the lads from around the area anyway as well. Yeah, you yeah. Have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, and then what? Like we saw some of the lads like Sean Donigan. We hadn't seen in a year. One of the guys who used to be in our class. Yeah, that was cool. You were chatting away to him for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I was showing him the bag. The bag. Yeah, I bring this bag every week to poker, and then I make this big joke, and like some of the lads <laughs> don't like it. I bring this bag and go, "This for all the money to bring home." Yeah, and some yeah. of the lads like, and it's a complete mistake. But some of the lads, like one of the lads, even after, went to me after I was knocked down, and goes, "Yeah, so much for the bag, yeah." And like he thought I was being serious when I brought the bag and said that, but like it was a complete piss take. So some of them take the poker extraordinarily yeah, serious, yeah, and like yeah. I'm just like, oh Jesus, lads. Yeah. It was a very serious game. We walked into yeah, people yeah. with headphones oh, and all. Christ. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that because like sometimes someone's go and it's like it's your yeah. go, and he's like, what? You're just like, oh, here, look. You'd almost rather play with your own mates, but then, yeah. like, you don't, I don't like playing with my own yeah, mates. Really. Yeah, well, like, if Barry's playing a hand and I'm playing a hand, I don't enjoy that at all. I'm like, I don't enjoy, like, 
be knocked out or knocking Barrio. It makes it, it may, I feel like we're a team yeah. when we're playing together. We actually split a pot as well, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah we both got well, like a straight in the end. Yeah, but that sort of leads us into uh, Saturday, which was we went and did the Jameson tour. Um, oh, by the way, I trained at quarter past six in the morning that Friday. Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, you put up a video as well. Yeah. You're like, I'm absolutely sweating. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. was laughing my head off yeah. that. There was like swell over your face and all yeah, this gas. But uh, yeah, how'd that go? You went with your mum, did you? Yeah, I started training with my mum because she was telling me she was doing class at quarter past six in the morning in the edge in Tontarf. And I was like, oh, you should probably do that as well because like, she'll bring me down and then bring me back. And then your training's done before like half seven in the morning. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm getting a lift there, I might as well go. Like, it doesn't matter how knackered I am. I only have to show for forty five minutes. And how, like after you finish, like how you feel? You do you feel like energized for the day, or how do you feel? Well, the first one I was actually, I was it was, it was such like a cardio based workout that I was actually so bloody knackered. By the time I got home, it was one of those things where you know you're so tired, you can't even, you're not even hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hate you're, that. Just, yeah. You're just like, oh my god, it was like, get me out of here. I was doing the class and I was just doing certain certain exercises like I'm absolutely dread flat, but like other ones like. I'm brilliant that. Like, I was doing burpees today and I was grand, I could keep doing burpees or I was doing push ups yeah. and I keep doing push ups. But then, like, bottom half Scotsman was like, oh no, Jesus, like, absolutely shoot me now. Yeah, oh, jeez. I mean, we were doing, like, they were doing circuits of eight, so there was eight exercises and you knew, like, I always knew when bottom half Scotsman was coming around, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll, I'll take a break here. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, oh boy. Uh, no, it was good, it was good. Um, yeah, and I also trained today's Monday to this yeah. morning, quarter past six in the morning as well. So you're almost, how many times are you going to go during the week in the morning? Every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's from the quarter past six classroom. That's like a perfect break. Yeah, in between, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind that. What else am I doing? No, no. Well done. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm in the scratcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Saturday, Saturday, big day for the Energize crew. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, um, yeah. We we'll kick it off. Um, Ross sorted myself and myself out for like I was, I was going on a date on Saturday. We said it in the last podcast. If you didn't listen to the last podcast. Keep me up to date now. Barry was going on a date. Yeah, we were going. I was going on a date. Second or third date. It was actually yeah, third date. And then um, Ross sorted us out with tickets for to do the tour of the Jemson factory. So we went down and first of all, the Jemson building. You probably like don't see like see it the way I see it because you're there so much. But like it's actually the way it's even set up and built and the lights and everything there is like unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's, like the Jemison chandelier and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, everything. It's yeah. It, it's it's. It's sort of a bit like you could say that it reminded me a bit of like Hogwarts or something in Harry Potter. It's yeah, sort of, yeah, there's some lot. sort of magical feel off it. Yeah, it a, lot, weird. a lot of Americans come over and be like, "Oh, this is like the adult version of Disneyland and stuff like that." And yeah. they sort of say sort of that sort of crack about it and like, yeah, if if you like whiskey, like it's unbelievable. And in terms of like, like the Guinness Storehouse and all those like around the world, like I've done Heineken, uh, done Carlsberg, done it. It actually is the best one, and it's also the fact that you do the tour is also pretty cool. The way you yeah. actually have like a guide bring on the tour because yeah. a lot of them are sort of you pay and you walk around. Yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Guinness, you walk around yourself. Well, after getting the tour off you, I couldn't picture doing that. But um, yeah, Ross totally looked after us. Like, got us, got us the ticket sorted. Um, yeah. The, well, the tour itself, we should like obviously kick it off there. Ross actually gave us the tour with a, like a room full of like thirty people, and it was actually <laughs> it was actually like so entertaining and, and fun that like I'd highly recommend it. Now I don't know how good the other tour guides are. I'm sure they're good as well. But like when you have Ross giving you the tour and then I was pretending I didn't know him. Yeah, it yeah. made it even better. Yeah, it was actually it was actually quite funny because um at start Baz like I would be like, Yeah and then Baz was like, Yeah 
shout. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I had a few whiskeys yeah, on me already. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, true, true. But, but that like, was one. If there's, all, all, like, there's a few keys for like you to cheer. I'd be like, oh, everyone gets to taste some whiskey. And everyone goes, yeah. And the boss like, yeah. And people were like, who's that fella in the corner? Yeah. I was uh, getting loose. Yeah, yeah. So we had a bit of crack. You just sort of, will I, will I tell you, say how the tour works then, will I? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so you sort of start off and you do a bit of a history lesson, you learn about the history of the whiskey. Yeah. Ross, Ross knows everything off by heart, like. Yeah, the last for about 10 or 12 minutes. Uh, there's also like three artifacts in the room and you can sort of pick the artifacts, uh, like someone from the crowd picks them out or, well, actually, I normally do like a vote via show of hands. Uh, sometimes I don't do that, depending on what artifact I want to do at that time. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, there's three different artifacts. So that that's always good for me because I changed my tour a bit that like I could do a different artifact yeah, with different yeah, people, yeah. so it's a bit different. And then uh, you go and learn to the next room, you go and learn about how you make the whiskey. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because it's a bit interactive because there's a few things on the table you sort of pick up and yeah. you feel and you touch and you smell. And, uh, yeah, and you sort of interact with the other people around you as well. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's a few sort of laughs to put in at each stage. Well, I, I don't know whether as much as I do, but like I always put in a few jokes here and there with, whenever I can yeah. just to lighten the mood a bit and then no, by the way you did a really good job of that even at the beginning when you're like where's everyone from yeah. and then you like reference back to where anyone was from from per, someone from yeah. like Budapest to people from uh, Denmark you yeah, know what yeah. I mean you, like, you, yeah you I remember was, where they're from and like that's how I like I talk yeah. I'm like people from Denmark over here no yeah. that, was, that was really good like yeah. I doubt that you were actually told to do that but I mean no. like you should probably tell every other tour guy to do it as well. Well, everyone sort of does it their own way. And I was actually watching people do it today. And I just find it funny sometimes yeah. watching people do it certain ways. And like some certain people use these jokes and like I use those jokes. And like, yeah. first, we do rob each other's stuff from time to time. Uh, so like the odd time we do get to go on each other's tours which is always great. Cause like, yeah, that's actually might, a good idea. Yeah. yeah, you might get to see things that other people see as well. And then you go into the tasting room. I, I always like doing the tasting rooms because like I find... In my head, I think a lot of people come into our building and think whiskey is just whiskey. And then when you can actually show them the difference between an Irish whiskey, a Scotch whiskey, an American whiskey, I think it actually shows a massive difference to them. Their outlook on whiskey is totally different then. Right. It's not It's not like whiskey is just whiskey. And uh, also, the differences, I think, are also a bit cool as well. As in, when you actually explain some of the difference, I think it's actually quite an easy way to learn it. Is there a way of doing that quickly? Over, if you have like 30 seconds to explain it? Just like the differences between like American whiskey, Scotch whiskey, and Irish whiskey, like there's difference in distillation, and like distillation means like the level of smoothness. The more you distill a whiskey, the smoother it will be. Yeah. And the Irish whiskey is the smoothest. The Scotch whiskey will be the second smoothest, and then the American whiskey will be the least smooth. But it doesn't necessarily actually mean they're better. It's just a difference. And then there's like difference in texture to them. Uh, like the Scotch whiskey will be a bit thicker. The uh, American whiskey will be very light, and then the Irish whiskey will come somewhere in between. Yeah. And like. I always say, and I make sure it's say, none of them are better or worse than the other because they're not. They're just different. Yeah. And it's a bit like people always ask me, what's the best whiskey? What's this? What's that? But that's always up to personal preference. So, so yeah. it's not really like, I can tell you something I like, but that doesn't mean you're going to like it. True, yeah. It's a bit like, it's almost a bit like music in a way. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was actually like so entertaining and you were like so on the ball. And like, I was sort of like, I was thinking after, I was like, you're actually so good at it that it's sort of like, you, you, it was if you like you've already mastered it, as in like you, you could like what's next, you know I me. Mean? Yeah, no, there there are other classes in there. Well, I, I don't know why you call, call them classes. I always want to call them classes because I feel like I'm a teacher and I help everyone yeah. learn. But uh, like, there's another one where you like you just do whiskey tastings, and I'll probably be doing that next because like I sort of feel like I need that next thing to challenge myself. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I felt just like you actually you actually knew everything off by heart that it was yeah. just like, you're just gonna keep doing that for like obviously you're not gonna keep doing that forever, but it was just yeah. like. 
like like if I had to write after like how good was the tour, I'd be like ten out of ten. Like I honestly thought like that was probably the mm. best date I'd ever been on. Yeah, the thing the thing is also you what you what you get back from the people is what you give to it. So if the people are real dry and nothing like like I'm not saying they don't get as good a tour, but they I just sort of give them a fact based tour. I give them the facts and yeah. then like sort of move on. Like I don't try and crack the jokes. I don't have the crack with them because if they're not there for the crack and they just want to know the facts, yeah. I'll give them the facts. But I always find if the people are actually gonna be more engaged with me I'll try and spend more time with them and I'll actually probably give them more facts because I'm like oh, also this and this and this you know what I mean I'm enjoy- if I'm enjoying myself I'll try and like make them have a better tour yeah. but if they're like making me not enjoy myself I'm like oh here look yeah 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 I get you yeah. but like obviously everyone will get the full good tour but it's not I'm just saying that if when you have more people bantering back off it, you might give them throw them an extra fact that like see we have what is called a script and like you have to sort of play off the script yeah. but like I've loads of extra facts that like aren't on the script and I can give them out if I choose to do so and I sort of deal with times depend on if you choose there. to do so if I choose to do so <laughs> not everyone gets fun facts with Ross no it was very very good I swear to God like if you're if you're around definitely go make sure you message Ross and let, let him know you're going because like you might be working that day you might not be working. Who knows? And I suppose that moves on to Saturday, where I did my next tour. That was with oh. my next group of people. So basically, my parents decided they were coming in. On the Sat- oh no, sorry, this that was Sunday. Actually, yeah, they came in. Was that pre-planned? Sorry. They texted me on Saturday evening after after you left. Been like, it was really like it was really my mum text, and she was in the pub, and I could tell she was in the pub because she was like, "Can we come in and do the tour tomorrow?" And I was like. He was wee, like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Pete. Yeah, yeah, and then I got home, and it was really like, you know what your parents think to do. So when I arrived home, they are like, oh, the four of us, um, my two aunties, my uncle and my mum, they were going to come in the door. My dad was supposed to play golf, couldn't come in and play golf. And then next thing you know, next in the morning, like, I get a text message, I'm like, oh, your dad's coming as well. And like, w- when I went um, to let them know, there was no tickets left from that tour and I had to buy a ticket from another tour and then like swap people over to make oh, sure they're all the same tour but I, I got it done anyway and they loved the tour as well gotten loads of photos my uncle did something real weird but like he's not going to list the podcast so it's grand we, I, brought, <laughs> I brought them up to one of the cocktail making rooms showed people my mum where they made the cocktails because my mum might be interested to bring people from work in yeah, yeah. and then like my uncle like two of the lads were setting up the room and my uncle just like started taking pictures of the three of us and I go are you taking pictures of the three of us and he, he was like yeah and I go Alright lads, come over here and just get in this photo. I was like, it's really weird, but like, alright. He didn't even ask, he was just started like taking pictures of yeah, the other people. Paparazzi. In the yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on here? And I was like, oh here, look, we better leave because like the lads are setting up here and they can't just be standing here in the way and letting people know what the story is. <laughs> but uh yeah, my parents loved it as well, and my ma got to meet everyone and she was buzzing off it, and then like everyone's like, Oh, your ma's brilliant, blah 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 and like uh, they were like next yeah. as well, but, but I sort of Brought Judy around to meet everyone because I I knew she like was dying to find out why she went on. Yeah, I get you. She was she actually messaged me there asking for the videos that I took when I was there. Oh yeah. Yeah, but like they don't save to my phone. I, t- I told her that, but she was probably like, "Yeah, right." You know. But, <laughs> no, but, but like, I, like, she probably wanted to post them as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, but I didn't save. Them. Yeah, I didn't save them. They don't, yeah. they don't, and also on Snapchat, they don't save. Like, but like, what's grand? It's yeah. It's not important. I do the same thing every day. So like, yeah, you just come yeah, back yeah. in anytime and do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah but like even meeting the people from your work as well they're all very sound as well yeah they are yeah I get on with them all very yeah. well yeah they're all very nice yeah it was, it was bring a mate and then bring your parents to work day two days in a row yeah next day it'll be bring Pete yeah Pete's coming next yeah yeah. But, I love uh, to see I love, actually love to see Pete in there just like him running around absolute carnage drinking all the whiskey yeah 
Yeah, no, but I actually want to thank you again for looking after us. Like, there was like, awesome, no, it was like, it was so, it was such good fun. It was sort of like you would have enjoyed it if you were like in my situation. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good crack. It was good crack. Yeah. No, I enjoyed seeing there, and I enjoyed seeing you happy, and you enjoying yourself. And Camilla looked like she enjoyed herself as well. So like, that's all that really matters. Yeah, but like the thing is, like, I honestly like I was looking back at it then. Obviously, did Camilla I, enjoy it? Yeah, all right. no, she thought it was great crack as well. All right, grand. But like the thing is, I was like, that was probably the best date I've ever been on. Oh yeah, yeah. But like oh, the only problem was with yours compared to my parents is when I did my parents tour, I was actually on lunch break afterwards, so I spent the next half an hour with them, as opposed to when it was yours, I was actually like, I'm actually on the next tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, I have to go again. My question is, okay, that was probably my best ever date. Uh, maybe because you were there, right? But the thing is, what was what's the best date you've ever been on? Oh Jesus, because uh, like that was pretty good. So I'd like to see if it was actually better than that. It's kind of weird because like I've had two long-term girlfriends, um, so like you've obviously had one good date then. Oh yeah, no, no, I have, but uh, I, I don't know. When I was in Paris with Emma, we went to uh, went for dinner along the river in Paris, and that was really cool. It was like a three-hour, like five-course or five-star, five-course meal. For fuck's sake, that's better than my own then. It was actually you know <laughs> you know what actually happened on the date though. Uh, Emma was like taking a picture I assume with me or I don't know what she's taking a picture she actually dropped her phone into like the water bucket and broke her phone right oh like the wine bucket yeah Okay. but she was actually having such a good time when she actually did it she didn't actually really care I was just like I can't believe she's like grand with that if that was me I'd be like <laughs> yeah. but like yeah that was probably one of the best sites I've ever had yeah, that's because you're a good guy. Yeah. yeah she, was, she was just like I don't need the phone yeah yeah it's like, true Tinder doesn't work over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that was probably my best ever date yeah, that, that's actually really good one, actually, yeah. No, but that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Wow, man. I didn't think we were going to talk about our best dates, but, like... No, no, knows, no, no, but I, no, but I actually had a really good time. The funny thing was, I actually want to say as well, uh, last week, we, talk, we talked about how we were going on the date and how my previous date went, and then, like, Camilla doesn't actually listen to the podcast, and then she actually listened to the podcast and heard back what I said about it. Which was actually, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, you're not meant to listen to that. But that yeah, was, but was she happy with what she said or what? Yeah, she was. She was actually really happy, yeah. And my yeah, mum listened to the podcast as well. My mum was like, oh, who's this girl you're seeing and all? I was like, what? Oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you swear you to forget at times what you put out there until like it's repeated to you. Yeah, but like, when we do this, we talk about stuff and like it's like enjoyable and it's like, it's it's not like counselling, but it's no. sort of like you're saying stuff that actually means something to you because really, in like 10 years, if you listen mm. back to this, you'd be like, oh, do you remember mm. that? Yeah, because each thing is a step. Because Barry told me he wasn't going to tell me what he thought of the tour until we were doing this now. Yeah. Uh, like, he was like, I'm not telling it. I was like, all right, it's crap. Yeah, oh, but it was oh, so oh, good. It's, it's better that we save it for, for live on air, even yeah. though it's not live, but... It's it, on air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but it was really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah, no, it, it, was, yeah. It, was, it, was good, it was a good time. And you know, I enjoyed doing it as well. Like, I, I enjoyed, like, delivering the experience for people as well. And, like, for people you know as well. It's, it, it's funny because... I would have thought maybe a month ago if like Barry was on tour I probably would have announced the tour group and like this is my best mate he's here I, I, didn't even, I didn't even announce my parents I just left them sit in the room and like treat them like everyone else which I think is probably actually better yeah, than yeah, you yeah 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 because then everyone like I feel like I wouldn't want people then looking at you or then people looking at my parents being like yeah who is this Egypt you know yeah I mean? yeah exactly yeah, yeah. if you so okay before we finish off and like dating anyway what, if you were like any other place in Dublin that you think would be a good idea um that's not cliche because you can't do the cinema. Like I mean, yeah, cinema, no, no, imagine going no, to cinema on the first day. You'd be um, like, it's like don't talk for an hour, sweating underneath the armpits. For me, like I think going to just like a good bar on a day is is good. Like yeah, yeah. If you go to a good bar, like yeah, but I also think going on a day midweek is probably is probably uh can be better at times because like 
unless you do like a daytime date. See the way you went to turn the day, so yeah. it's actually better. And yeah, but I, I asked you. Yeah, but I they, asked you to go later. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, but like because you do it like sort of daytime, it's fine. But like this, the longer you stretch it out, if you go to like Saturday nine o'clock, then like. If it's like only a first date, well, then you're in the middle of town chaos during the first date. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? That's what I was to. If you go on like a Thursday, a Thursday drinks, I think like that's a very good day to go on a first date. And what? Oh, actually, go drinking. Well, like you can go for a few drinks in like I don't know maybe like Thirty Seven or Sam's Bar or something like that, somewhere on Dawson Street, or you can go to like a proper cocktail place. That sort of thing on Thursday. Well, yeah. uh, I I know it's your sort of thing. If you're looking for more of a a, a different date, um, because I think I think the well, first one you're going on a date, right? It's important to try and get to know the person first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose you sort of want to know a small bit about them beforehand as well. How you know... Yeah. Where... How you know, like, what they're like and what they're going to like. Because yeah. you don't want to bring them to, like, a five-star restaurant when they're... I don't know. They're happy with Eddie Rockets. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, make them feel uncomfortable. Or vice versa, if you don't want to bring them to McDonald's when they're, like... You know, a chef or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so oh, like, Jesus, you, you, yeah. you sort of want to know what the story is of them uh, before you decide where you're going to bring them. But like, there is plenty of places. Sometimes I think you just have to be a bit more creative. Yeah, but that's the thing. You don't want to be like stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, like, but you want to do something fun. You don't want to do something too cheesy. Like maybe bring them on the, like the Viking Splash Tour or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. But, like, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. you'd love that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just there's just an idea. So there's something a little bit more out of the box. Then. Yeah, but if you're if you're doing that, you'd be talking, and then all of a sudden you're like, and then yeah. like talking again. Yeah, yeah, you're talking, and then he's like, everyone shout. It's like, yeah, okay. Who knows? Ah, and then the girl goes, help. <laughs> but I think something that like isn't a bad idea is like to be a tourist in your own country for the day. Yeah, no, because that was the first yeah, time I've yeah. ever done it. I remember I met you there once before. We did a video yeah. before, but yeah. like, it was cool to actually do it. Like, yeah, now it's cool, I'm sort- to see, it's cool to see what I do each day as yeah. well. Yeah, like I do the Guinness one now after doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not guided. You want yourself around? Yeah, oh, is it? you just pay twenty euro to get a a point in the sky bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible then. Yeah, but if you, if you not get a job there and just do tour that's there as well. If you're if you're <laughs> looking, if you're looking to bring people to Guinness, let me know. And I'll see <coughs> if I can source them now. I have connections. Yeah. Right. So, are we moving past our dating lives for the next bit, yeah? I don't know. I see what the person who's listening says. What they say. They're like, shut the fuck up, lads. Yeah, right. Like, I haven't gone to date in two years. And you got one day, you're bragging about it. But, uh, did I tell you I went on a date, by the way? Did you? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move on to the football. Uh, tonight, Cristiano Ronaldo was voted FIFA's best player uh, of the year. Um... I don't know what to say about this man. Well deserved. Well deserved. That's say. It, it's either it's either Ronaldo or Messi's year, and to every the, year, like the last twelve months is Ronaldo's year. I don't even know when that award is from, but Portugal won the Euros and they won the Champions League and they won Liga. Like it was Ronaldo's year. Yeah, that's that's the pace he is, isn't it? Like yeah, uh, the team the starting eleven was actually Buffon in goal, Dani Alves right back. Bonucci and Sergio Ramos centre backs and Marcelo left back. Okay, hold on. We'll start at the defence and we'll have a bit of a chat about the defence and then okay. we'll move forward. Right, yeah. um, is there anyone you think that maybe should have got in who didn't get in? Uh, very good question. But like, if we're going to start at right back, I think Dani Alves has just been very, very, very good. Yeah, he's been consistent, hasn't he? And it's sort of like, he was in it probably the last three, if not four years. So yeah, he, and there's not a lot of competition at right that's back That's the either. thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, who, what? Yeah. Antonio Valencia is not even a proper right back. Yeah. And like, if you actually look this time last year, Valencia wasn't the player he is now. Yeah. Either. Or even like Philip yeah. Lamb, he's retired. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, I think he's he's almost the right back with default, isn't he? Yeah. And then like Benucci and 
uh, Ramos, like they were both the Champions League centre halves for their respective team, and they yeah. both got the final. And like Juventus were next to impossible to score against, which sort of regards with both arms and goal. And at what like 40, 41 years of age, like still the world team of the year. That's, That's really unbelievable. It's actually absolutely mind boggling. I don't see that ever happening again, really. No, 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 no. He's he's, he's once in a lifetime. And then Marcelo for me is actually just the best left back in the world. He's got for so much going forward. He's like. Just sort of has it all. Well, he might not actually be the best defensively, but he's actually so good going forward, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And, and he scored a goal in the Champions League final. Yeah. He's been there over 10, he's been there about 10 years now with Real Madrid as well. Yeah. And not many players last that long as well. No, no, no. And like, to be honest, I think they struggle to replace him as well. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, Buffon, go like, like, uh, who, like, is he the best goalkeeper ever? Yeah. Well, like, okay, to get, obviously you're going to have to put the gay in there and Neuer in there. Like, Right now. Oh, right now. Oh, is he the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment? See, I always think... It, 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 you always judge Buffon differently because you always put the age into consideration for him, I think. But realistically, he is right up there. He's top five anyway. Yeah. Because like, I'd also put like Jan Oblak and Courtois in the category yeah. as well. But yeah, like Buffon's right up there. But you, I think you almost don't say him because like, you're almost waiting for a retire next year and then yeah. next year and then next year. And he's still there. He must just have a rolling contract with Juventus that he gets signs a one new year new deal every year. Absolute legend. Yeah. Uh, midfield, Iniesta, Tony Cruz and Luka Modric. Well, I think Cruz and Modric were absolutely phenomenal again. Uh, one of the unsung heroes I actually thought for Real Madrid was Casemiro. Although I think sometimes he does like a bit rash things as well. But like he scored some very crucial goals throughout the Champions League yeah. and the league. He's sort, <laughs> um, of, he's sort of the breaker <coughs> upper. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's... he's Bit more on the defensive side, but he's also got a deadly shot in him. Yeah. Um. Although I think he would look a bit out of place in the team as well, just in terms of like star quality. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Star um, recognition. Yeah. But like, also, you could sort of say the same for Angolo Kante. Like he he's had an absolute standout season there you for go. Chelsea. There you go. And he could have been the other person in the team. I had him. Uh, sort of, I'd like to say Iniesta, but like Iniesta is such a world class talent. He's been there for ages, but he's such an easy person to just picking that team yeah. time in time out. I feel he was probably one of the yeah. first players picked. Do you think so? Just like for name recognition, almost like you know what I mean. Yeah, I suppose he's probably been he's probably been in the team more times, or like I'd say he's only been out of the team twice in the last twelve years, in and around that. Anyway, he's an absolutely phenomenal player, and sure he was, hasn't yeah. he hasn't stopped really. Um, I think he seems to have a bit of slowing down a bit in the, like this year. Yeah, I, uh, which I sounds weird because he's in this team of the year, but he's yeah. not as. I feel, I feel like he, his Talk name about. isn't on the assist sheet as much as it was yeah. say three years ago. I think he's got picked up a few injuries as well. Yeah, he's also not playing with Javi anymore, which is like that was a yeah, thing. Like, he you know have, I mean? yeah, he would have to like alter his game a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's now playing with like sort of Rakitic and Busquets, and it's a bit of a different style midfield. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Look, in fairness, we're not saying anything negative about Andreas no. and Yesa whatsoever. We're just saying that uh, if you had to pick, like you know, the subs for the midfield, you probably look at a Kante, maybe a Casemiro. Anyone else you were thinking of? Um. But Kante is obviously a big show. Mm. Um, I was right. trying to think who the Juventus midfielders were, but like none of them really. Nothing really stand, stand out. out. Yeah, like nothing, nothing major really. No, actually. No, I think that's sort of fair enough for those yeah. two. And then the strikers. Yeah, uh, Neymar, Ronaldo, and Messi. Now it's, imagine coming up against those three in the midfield. It, uh, sorry, in the, imagine me defending against them three in a match. Those three sort of picked themselves this year, didn't they? Just in my opinion, two of the best ever, and then Messi as well. <laughs> <laughs> no man uh, look the only person you can almost argue is like Suarez for Neymar or 
that's probably it. Yeah. Or in my opinion, I actually think Diabala could maybe be argued because uh, he did so well with Juventus. But at the end of the day, like when it really comes down to it, I think Neymar was like the best man for the job. Also, he's the world's most expensive player. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He sort of has to be in the team, really, doesn't he? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks a bit weird. Although you not. could argue, with then what about Pogba? Remember? Yeah, true, true. But in terms of like, I'm sort of happy Pogba is not even there because then he'd be like, oh, okay, with the way I'm playing now. It's just it's grand. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, uh, look, absolute serious team. Um, yeah. Chance for the first time in a few years, like, like I'm not like. How is he not in the team? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I felt, I felt like a few years ago. I feel like Suarez got a f- snubbed a few times in a row, uh, when he was doing really well. I think that's down to uh, like biting and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, obviously it is. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I felt like that that happened a bit. But or maybe if they, like if you know they won the league, maybe the game would have had a better chance. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. It sort of comes down to what you did. Your accolades as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, no, great team to be honest. Yeah. And uh, it seems to be fairly well selected. Yeah. Also, Kylian Mbappe won Young Player of the Year. Yeah, we actually held a poll on our Instagram. I was surprised at how many people voted no that he didn't that he shouldn't have won it. Yeah, that's the cool like, thing about the polls, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was sort of looking at it and going, who else did people really think was going to win? Like Rashford wasn't actually going to win it. If you saw what Mbappe did for Monaco compared to what Rashford did for United, like Mbappe did way more. Yep. And that's the people were like thought Gabriel Jesus was going to win, but he got injured quite a bit, so he wasn't around as much. That's the thing. And yeah. then like Dembele. Uh, he hasn't really shot. I know he got injured straight away at Barcelona, but he, he looked a bit dodgy at Barcelona. Yeah, but he, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't really. I think he only played like if not maximum three games. But yeah, I know. Yeah, but he didn't like take off. Yeah, he didn't put on Neymar's boots. Put it that way when he came on when he when he went over it. Yeah, I think that's also maybe because like Messi's there and it's the same reason why Neymar left. Potentially you know I mean? so. Potentially so. But like Zlatan said that in the past as well, didn't he? That like oh, it's just Messi and then. What, everyone else? Yeah, yes, sort of. Yeah, but they're all, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. What it is. But, yeah, in my opinion, Mbappe clearly deserved the award. Yeah. Also, That's going for that much money as well, it's all politics as well, really, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Politics. Um, I'm now the best player of the year. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think a lot of the awards pick themselves, really, to be honest. Just Ronaldo's just like uh, uh, well, uh, hasn't he won? Yeah, Where the World Cup. The contenders for postcast came up. I think Olivier Giroud was going to win that with that scorpion kick as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Celtic fans are voted the best fans in the world as well. I'm not surprised. What about the Irish fans? Yeah, well, I think it was uh, a club thing. Do you know who are actually the best fans in the world? The Irish fans. The Energize fans. <laughs> <laughs> key. That is key. So I think that sort of brings us on to Premier League, doesn't it? Yeah, which uh, I don't really particularly want to discuss this weekend, but we can't shy away from our our defeats. Yeah, uh, we're gonna kick off, kick it off with Manchester United losing two one to Huddersfield. Um, you take you take it away, man. Lindelof just was not good enough, and we end up conceding two goals within the first half. I couldn't believe it was half an hour in, and we were two 0 down, yeah. and then we started dominating possession. I think we had about 75% possession come the end of the game and just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Rashford came on for Martial, which I don't always agree with that substitution. I'd like to actually see Martial and Rashford and Lukaku all on, especially for not winning. Yeah, uh, go gung-ho. Yeah, yes, that sort of thing. Especially against Huddersfield. Yeah, so I was a bit disappointed with that and look, not a great result. Um, Mourinho sort of blamed sort of the entire team and said he, he wasn't impressed with like sort of their passion or their will to yeah. desire to win so it, it's, uh, it's sort of like sure. 
I know, I know these are professional footballers, right? But like, it sort of does make sense what happens. Like, you know, we're after being away in the Champions League, beating Benfica, right? Now the performance wasn't great to be honest at all, but they get hyped up for that, and then they have a match on Saturday against Huddersfield away. Yeah, like obviously it's going to be hard to get these people to be like dying to play Huddersfield. That's three away games in a row as well, isn't it? Um, Anfield. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then when you look at it as well, like Huddersfield had the whole week to look forward to playing Manchester United, and yeah. it, it, it that being their like cup final. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand where you're coming from. It's just. Well, much, I know as much as you say that it's just like the talent Manchester United have compared to the talent that Huddersfield have it's just painful to think that Huddersfield got a result I know yeah it's just, it's just one of those things that I, I know I'm going to look back at the end of the season just being like that was three points we didn't have but couldn't afford to lose and we lost and do you know what there's not a hope that Man City would go out and lose that as well no or Spurs or Spurs yeah yeah it was just a terrible game to lose completely like that was that, like I couldn't believe that when when Lindelof went to head the ball and just ducked, like to dummy it. It, it sort of reminded me. Remember when Liverpool played against United and then Torres went against uh, Vidic and then Vidic tried to pull him down and then he got sent off. Do you remember that? I was just like, "What? Yeah, after doing man, what? Oh, are you, like, what are you just, doing?" It was just, where where's the real one defender now? When you're just like absolutely hoofed, <laughs> yeah. head the ball forty yards up the pitch. Like what was he? I was like, "Who's your man going through?" I didn't even know who your man was. And then he put it away. It was like, "Oh my god!" Two yeah, down. I didn't know who the first goal scorer was. And then I saw your man Mooney. Is that who did it? Oh, Mooney, Mooney got the first. Yeah, oh, sorry, no, the second fella. Yeah, oh, like, I didn't even know who that was. I still don't know who he is. We'll never hear. From I, know, I know you're joking. Sometimes when the teams get promoted, like I actually like on purpose don't learn the players' names because I'm assuming they're going straight back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the manager. I didn't. Even, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you the manager's yeah. name. Oh, it's absolutely painful to do. <laughs> yeah, but. uh <laughs> yeah, but then um, before we go through all the other games, we're obviously going to go over the main ones. Liverpool got a hiding from Spurs, four uh, one. The Harry Kane team. Yeah, yeah, four uh, one. Dejan Lovren taxi home after twelve minutes, please. He was at fault for both goals. Joe, he's on double the wages of Toby Alderweireld, and Toby Alderweireld is probably around three times better than him. Is he actually on double the wages? Yeah. What's he on over hundred grand a week? I don't know Supposedly yeah Oh Jesus Liverpool For all the goals They score now In the Premier League They're minus Two goal difference In the Premier League now. Oh, actually, I actually think It's minus three man I think it was minus one Before the game And Then it goes to zero Then it goes to minus two Okay Well anyway They're minus goals Yeah anyway. minus minus They've conceded 15 away goals Three more than Any other team in the league yeah. Including Crystal Palace yeah. Who like Didn't win for the first Seven games Yeah And it's the most goals They've conceded since like 1955 or something In the Premier League <laughs> At this stage You know what Jurgen Klopp has a lot To answer for And I know we've sort of Gone back and forth about this And like Liverpool fans Are so adamant About how great he is But This is Jurgen Klopp's fault And no one else's Yeah Because he spent the whole summer trying to get Virgil van Dijk. Didn't yeah. get him and had no backup plan. And he knew the defenders he had weren't good enough. And Jane Carragher came out and goes... And goalkeeper. Yeah. And Jane Carragher came out and goes, this is the back four and they're all Brendan Rodgers' back four. Like, right. Brendan Rodgers got all those players. Yeah. So, like, Klopp hasn't put his own twist on this team whatsoever. Well, it's, not like, it's not like he doesn't have the money there. And when he couldn't get Virgil van Dijk, there should have been a backup plan. There should have been another defender 
that was he was like right if you don't get Van Dyke we'll get him yeah and it's never it never happened why didn't he do and that though why I don't understand he? that if he was if he was a manager in the German league for as long as he was surely there's a defender in the German league who's like very good who's not highly touted Matt that he got yeah well like someone else did you not sign Matip though no I actually, I actually think no, that I think was Roger I think Rogers got him and he Rogers got him and he didn't come for a year okay well but, either way he's I look at players like Howdays, who went went from Schalke to Dortmund, and just been like, wouldn't clock at him. He's a big, massive centre half well, in Germany. Obviously, they're from a big club, right? So there's no point in saying they're not. But I mean, like, how come they can't attract these like average footballers? Yeah, I'm, I'm at just, all. I'm just looking at them going. Who well, like why aren't they buying like even that like lack of sales fella from yeah, Newcastle? Exactly. He yeah. wouldn't be a great sign in centre half for them. But, do you know what? Even Shane Duffy wouldn't be bad from no like anyone who's just like. Centre half. Yeah. All these defenders look like they want to play midfield. Yeah, yeah, like an old school centre half who gets yeah, rid of the ball. I, I feel like I feel like because Liverpool score many goals and are sort of like play noise attacking football, the defenders are like, oh we want to deal with that too. Yeah. And they don't they're, have the ability to they're, they're just as good as going forward as they are as bad as defending. Yeah, they they need a Tony Adams centre half. And I yeah. I didn't even think Spurs were even that amazing there yesterday. But like they looked unbelievable compared yeah, to they, Liverpool. They were made look so good and they were 2-0 like, up after what 15 minutes 13 minutes 12 yeah and one of the balls was a throw in Son kicked the ball over Lovren's head and Harry Kane just ran around and, and scored I was like it, it, it was as if the manager had set them up and <coughs> go okay so this is the attack you throw the ball to him he's going to kick it over his head and then you run and Lovren like he didn't try and catch Kane he sort of started looking at the lines and be like no, so I didn't put his hand up either. I was like, "What is he doing?" It looked as if he backed himself. He backed Spurs to be two 0 up after twenty minutes. That's what it looked like. They they came off winning seven nil there during the week as well. Yeah, going from seven nil yeah. to losing four one. Now I don't know if they come across now, but like we're slate Liverpool because you know they lost, no, which no. which would sound like us. But I mean, like no, no, I'm just more slate and Lovren, and we're all yeah, but we're also slate Lindelof. Lindelof is muck yeah. as well. And it, like in fairness. Well, not in fairness to Liverpool, but in fairness, you know, like this shit happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. losing to like a, a minnow side. Yeah, yeah, Like, that happens in football, you know what I mean? Yeah, it happens every now and then. Yeah, it yeah. was like a cup final that, you know, we're not ready to go with. Yeah, Liverpool just got played off the park. Although yeah. Salah looks very good again. And, uh. He scored, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, like. I think, I think me and you both agree that a lot of people think, like, Salah is. Yeah. Like, a or, bit, a bit, or they're overhyping Salah anyway. Yeah. They think he's, like, the next coming one. I underhyped Chris, him though. Yeah. I actually thought he was pretty yeah. bad. But like against you know yeah. the way he turned quite he, he turns very sharp. Look, his pace is frightening yeah. and he gets in behind the defenders and well or he might not score every shot, but he's gonna be get two or three chances of the game yeah. and he will put one or two away. So like look, he actually is a very, very good and dangerous player. That's what I think is the best way to describe him. He's very dangerous. What, what do you think Liverpool are best off doing now? Uh what having three centre backs maybe? January like they're probably like they'd probably rather have none of the centre backs that they have, but I mean like they're gonna have to play at least two. Who do they have? Lover and Matip and Clavin. Yeah, and I remember Emery Can played there a couple of times as well. I almost think you'd be better off having Emery Can and Matip playing centre half because like at least they can speak German to each other. Good point. <coughs> a chance quite large as well. <laughs> they're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna have to buy someone in January. Yeah, I wouldn't be smart. like Duffy. Like the lads are talking about it in our WhatsApp group about Duffy going. He used to be at everything now, but I mean that would be a great move for him as well. Yeah, and Jamie Carragher rates him really highly as yeah. well. Yeah, Jamie Carragher gave him a massive ride up, didn't he? Yeah, he actually did. Yeah, he was like, "That's what your centre half needs to do." I think Shane Duffy is like second 
in a lot of the stats in centre half. Yeah. And they were sort of saying, yeah, obviously you're, you know, your Eric Boye and your Koscielny are like better defenders, but and they're not going to be high in the stats because like their team has the ball. Yeah. But they were saying first a team that is like very poor, like Brighton, Shane Duffy does an awful lot for him. He he, if you'd cost less than twenty million. Because yeah. January player players and also because he's Irish as well. Yeah, the Irish players always go cheaper anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should then discuss. What do you want to do, Chelsea? Might as well. They they almost they almost lost to Watford. Yeah, Chelsea won four two over the weekend as well. Um, Badashiwi was back on the score sheet. Badashiwi was back. And in. I think I think Pedro was uh, very good as well. I think he got a goal and assist as well. So like yeah. Um, after well after the third goal, I know Badashiwi got the second like the, the one to make four two, but uh, after the third goal when Aspilqueta scored, Conte actually jumped into with the fans like oh, celebrating yeah. And, and all yeah. Um, like uh, typical Chelsea there's so much controversy going on with them but then they go in and get that winner and it's especially it's, against the in so, on form Watford side yeah. I think I think last week you actually said that Watford were, were probably the favourites going into that going into yeah, that well, I, I think, or you said you wouldn't be surprised they won yeah 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 and like they almost they hit at one stage yeah but like almost didn't win the race did it almost didn't win the race and then uh, typical Man City as well win a 3-0 against Burnley um, it almost went under the radar compared to how shocking the other games were but that's the way it goes, isn't it? He was on the score sheet for them. Aguero, Otamendi and Sané. Sané is like lighting, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Man City are just doing so well. Um, yeah. they, look, they actually look, like I'm afraid to say, but they actually look unbeatable in the Premier League yeah. at the moment. They're actually playing such good football as well. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they get on in the next phase of the Champions League and against the big teams yeah. and like giving them a proper game. Like That would be that would be good. That would yeah. be good. Um, also, we'll just do a quick fire over the weekend. Um First of all, West Ham lost 3-0 to Brighton. Uh, Slavin Bilic might be gone. Like, has two games to save his, uh, save his job. Do you think so? Well, that's I what I suppose he was told. I think he might only have one. One game. Losing 3-0 at home to Brighton is terrible. They're, they're doing really, really badly. They got booed off the pitch as well. Uh, also, Newcastle beat Chris Palace 1-0. Yeah. Mayano. Uh, fair play to Rafa Benitez. We're basically spending like... Nothing. less. Yeah, I think it was less than 20 million. Yeah. Actually, he has a championship side and they're like competing in the Premier League as in like they're not getting trains every week yeah fair play to them uh, also Stoke lost 2-1 to Bournemouth that's a bad loss for Stoke at home that is Jeez. yeah and they're, they're, how come they do so well and then they get better players and then they go worse I know it seems it like all, loads of these teams get better players and then get worse well, like Everton yeah uh, Leicester won 2-1 away from home against Swansea with no manager well, no manager, that's a very good win for them. And also, Southampton beat West Brom 1-0 at home as well. And then, obviously, we have to talk about Everton losing 5-2 to Arsenal at home. And that leads us to Ronald Koeman getting the sack. Yeah, it's quite weird thinking like, he was told to be the next Barcelona manager and now he's chopped from Everton. Uh, he sort of had to go. It seemed like he couldn't get it right there. And I think a lot of it came down to, which is weird, which is going to sound a bit hypocritical of me, Summer signings. Now I said like Everton seemed to do quite well in the transfer window. But I sort of was looking at the signs I made and they seemed very good Everton caliber yeah. footballers. But at the end of the day, they lost someone who's gonna score twenty five goal Premier League goals a season yeah. and they never replaced that. And that's what that was like that should have been their main ambition to replace that. Hundred and forty million they spent. That was uh that's really bad. It almost seems like every manager is only as good as his last five games. Yeah. And then once, if you lose that next one again, you could be like done. Especially if like a better manager becomes available. Like an Ancelotti or uh, 
now Shakespeare is available after leaving Leicester. But uh, Arsenal, that's a big win. Ozil scored. Is Ozil on the score sheet? And what you make of this rumor that supposedly he told his friends that he's going to be going to Manchester United in January? Absolute horse manure. I don't buy it for a second. Where did these rumors come from? The papers get bored and they just have to make stuff up. I feel like we should make some rumors up or something. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to Stoke. Yeah, Cowell's going to Stoke. Goalkeeping coach. Cowell's, Cowell's going to start giving the tours of the Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's actually there's actually like some big there's a big games on this weekend. I think we should definitely discuss. Yeah, I'll have uh, a quick run through there. We'll have a quick run through before we move on to the world of fighting. Anyway, but uh, to kick off the weekend this Saturday, Man U are playing Tottenham at home. Oh, bollocks. Yes. I think this is an old Trafford. I'm alright about it. I, th- I don't think we're going to lose. Well, that's a positive thinking, yeah. Um, no, I think we'll win. I think we will win. I think Eric Bowley will be back. Um, I don't. Yeah. Know, I just thought I, like Mourinho's always good against the big, well, the big teams, not winning wise, but as in like he sort of out chesses them. I know. I, th- I think we will win. I think Lukaku back on the score sheet. Yeah, some about Lukaku. He'll be he'll buddy them up top. Yeah, and fair play to Rashford as well. Rashford is sort of. I can't believe he's so young and he has like such history on his shoulders and he's still is that, is that Saturday game is that? that's Saturday half 12 that's the kicks right. off the weekend uh, Arsenal then taking on Swansea at 3 I expect Arsenal yeah, Arsenal to win as well Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace taking West West Ham on oh jeez down to like, battle of the bottom yeah battle of the bottom already I actually fancy Crystal Palace so do I man yeah, Zaha's back off his cheek he be playing I think that team I think that Palace team like has had a, has, has to have a bit of bite to them now don't they yeah uh, yeah, a crystal pass I'd have to go for. But like West Ham just seem like a lot of mercenaries. They need to sort that yeah, out. Yeah, I look at West Ham like I don't see why they can't win. Yeah, like, they, on uh, paper. Yeah, it's like they have such like, very good footballers. Like they have Joe Hart, they have Zabaleta, they have like Winston Reid, they have um, Javier Hernandez. Hernandez, they have uh, Cole, they have Antonio. I'm just looking at all those players and it's like they're all international footballers. And it's like where where are they? I think when they go to wake up. Uh, Liverpool are taking on Huddersfield. Are Huddersfield going to make it... Be, two on the trot. Two on the trot, yeah. I don't think so, to be honest. I think Liverpool... I, I, no, I Liverpool, are, Liverpool, Liverpool are like, scored too many goals against them. Yeah, uh, Liverpool are like way better home than they are away. Uh, also, Watford are taking on Stoke. Watford for the win. Watford for the win, yeah. Uh, West Brom home to Man City. Oh, You know what? That West Brom defence is actually not bad and Tony Pulis like sets sets the team up very well. Well I think I think obviously I think uh Man City will win, but yeah. I th- I don't think I think they'll struggle to score more than three goals. <laughs> which doesn't really say a lot, but like So three now. Uh, <laughs> and then uh Bournemouth are taking on Chelsea. I think Chelsea will just win. I think Chelsea will win. And on uh, Super Sunday, Brighton are taking on Southampton. Brighton after winning three 0 last game Southampton won one 0 Shane Duffy score the winner. Shane Duffy for the winner. And then Leicester are taking on everything at 4 o'clock. Bow clubs without a manager. The battle of the manager's clubs. Yeah. Um, for some reason I fancy Leicester to win, to be honest. I think Everton like, don't know who the best team is yeah. and they don't know what they're doing. It'd be weird for Everton to like, go out and win that match as well away from home, wouldn't it? Yeah. But also, maybe- like, how, how did Everton spend £140 million in the summer and then Niasi end up being their like, best player to score a goal? Oh, man, I actually have no idea. Supposedly Ron Giggs wants the Everton and Liverpool job. Oh, sorry, everything and Leicester job. So at the same be, time. At the same time. So he'll be managing both. both. Managing both. One half, <laughs> the other. John, whoever loses that match, he'll probably get that job. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anything else to say about the world of football, Ross Cowell? Um, no. Are you going to make a prediction who's getting the Everton job? 
Um, oh, I have no idea. You have no idea, do you? Yeah. Well, you, well, you should you should give your prediction because like I can't see any manager that's doing all right right now to be Ooh. like see you later. Oi! Louis he's van Gaal. Louis van Gaal. Because Wayne Rooney's there and van Gaal like Rooney so he's going to be captain and, and then van Gaal's going to come out of retirement. Are you joking? I'd love to see that. No. Louis van Gaal. Yeah well uh, he won't get them relegated anyway won't he? Yeah why not? Yeah he'll finish sixth. No he won't. No I'm joking. Alright. <laughs> Do you actually think Louis van Gaal? Why not? Like, I think it's going to be like him or I don't know, maybe Sean Dyche. What about what about the boar? Well, just totally just about it is. Eighty days. Oh, I don't know. You know what? You know what? Actually, who's about to take over? Who's about to take over? Leicester, everything. I actually don't think Billet would be a bad idea for Everton getting. I know he's doing terrible at West Ham, but he's actually not a bad manager. So I know. I know yeah. I don't think. I don't think either of the managers are bad managers. It's just yeah. like. If, oh, you're, again, again. if you're losing and you're losing and you're losing, you get in the manager who's losing loads. It's sort of like it's like obviously we're going to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. The funny thing is, Coleman probably like can sit out the rest of the year and then pick up actually quite a high profile position yeah. somewhere else. If you were a manager, I wouldn't right be surprised if like if it was evaded. I don't know. Bayern Munich got new manager. Yeah, they have like Man Henk. Oh yeah, he's come the back. Really old guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, who would you if you were a manager now? Would you rather take like uh, be manager of Leicester now or Everton? If it was like if it was gonna be there for three years, it'd be Everton. Yeah, okay. For yeah, this yeah. season, like I think, yeah, Leicester have a better chance of finishing higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah same way, like, that's, that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, um, depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, the world of football never fails to let you down. No, it doesn't. But uh, we're gonna move on to the MMA world right now. Yeah. Um, over the weekend, Bellator was on on the Friday night, and it literally went exploded. off. Exploded. It literally exploded. Um. Heather Hardy, who was it was basically being the, becoming one of the faces, and was the faces of women's Bellator MMA. Yeah, and like, like yeah, and almost a, basically a face of Bellator, mm. and like rose very fast to like semi stardom yeah. since her debut in Madison Square Garden. She was getting all the like interviews yeah. and all the publicity. Yeah. She was getting big push anyway. She, like, she had everything. Like she had the looks. She had the the credentials. She was also the like story. Mother. Yeah, 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 everything. And then literally got the face kicked off her by uh, oh my God. yeah I forget the, girl, the girl's name one now but uh, she was actually uh, it was like unbeaten f- kickboxer it was, unbeaten uh, it was like the female version of Rory McDonald when Robbie Lawler did that to him yeah. except it was actually worse I think yeah like I don't Heather Hardy lost and I don't see, I, she said she's going to come back but her face her nose her is actually so destroyed it, it was yeah it was Rory McDonald esque yeah but it was Rory McDonald esque and she also got like. <laughs> See, Roar McDonald's like got that one more punch, and he was like, "Oh no, that's enough. That's enough." He's yeah. like, the, he was like, "The nose is fucked." As opposed to like, she was, she was almost like annoyed the fight was stopped still, and she was like that badly. Well, she was, she was, she was losing the whole fight, yeah. and also the the girl she was fighting, actually sort of was like, "Oh my god, her face is so ruined. I don't even want to touch her anymore." It was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. That the ref, the ref, stop getting blood on my gloves. Yeah, the ref was like, "Here, look, hold on for a sec. I have to check and see if this is right," and then he'd call the fight off. Yeah. But uh, hopefully everything turns out alright for her. But like she's thirty five now. I don't. I don't really see that a comeback coming anytime soon. Because because right. like, I actually wasn't overly impressed with her first fight. You sort of said that, and yeah. we were like, we we're like, oh well, it was the first fight. You sort of gave put an excuse in there yeah. for, her. and then this time around, it was like you're almost hoping actually, for yeah, an excuse. That was yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, almost really, like yeah, because realistically, she's think, better. yeah, because realistically, if you think about it, like. She wasn't that impressive in her yeah, first. It was a bit oh. like when Ronda Rousey got like bashed by Holly Holm when she was coming back against San Nunes. It's been like. Yeah, but it's Ron Rousey. Like, she won't yeah. have rest for fights. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. maybe she'll just have one bad fight. 
and just got found out. Heather Hardy, just like, just being a boxer isn't good enough in MMA. It's not at all. No. More, like, you need everything. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Grace, the great Neiman Gracie, Neiman Gracie won very impressively. Although your man came, yeah, oh, man, he like twisted him like like yeah, how he opened a bottle of co- a bottle of coke. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was fro- anaconda was the word I used. But uh, Neiman Gracie, great win, seven and zero now in yeah. Bellator. Um, but he's gonna have to do a slight step up in competition, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Your man came in on short notice now, but uh, very impressive. So good off on the ground, it's actually ridiculous. Like when you're watching it, you're like, "Oh my god, this fella's on a different planet." Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then uh, also Gegard Mousasi picked up a decision victory against Lemenko. First of all, why was it not five rounds? Bellator main events aren't five rounds. I don't know. Okay, well, second of all, um, okay, second of all, yeah, second of all, I think that. All the people who were involved in Bellator were like, thank God Musashi got that win. Because it was so unimpressive. And it could have easily went to Shemenko instead. Yeah. I look at Shemenko and I think he's actually going very small for middleweight. Yeah, he looks it. Uh, like short and stockier. But, yeah, no, he landed the heavier shots. And I think Musashi almost looked a bit point fighting. As opposed to yeah. Shemenko looked like he was actually trying to finish the fight. Yeah. And for me... Shemenko's like a little pit bull. Yeah. And like... Musashi, you could tell Musashi did not go through a tough. See, I think, I think, camp. I think a lot of things are if that was Musashi versus Shlomenko, and that was Bob Johnson against Tom Jones, and they fought each other. The singer. <laughs> that like they would have been right. Shlomenko won, but like people were going into that fight being like Musashi's better. Yeah. So like they go into a fight being like Musashi's winning before the first punch starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's sort of what happened. And then it was a close enough decision, and like it's always easier to give the close decision to the person you perceive to be the better fighter, and that's what sort of happened there. So Musashi's probably going to get a middleweight title for, for, after that, just because the middleweight division in Bellator isn't actually that deep. Yeah, because Musashi is actually so good, I don't see I see him being like here. Look, I was actually so lucky there. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that cannot happen again. But. uh yeah, what do you make of overall Bellator one eighty five? Moving on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but like that, that, that kick to the head for Head Hardy. Like, yeah, that, no, that was, was that, that. was the most impressive fight the performance tonight. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually feeling a bit bad. I can't remember your one's name, but she was the one who did it for me. Yeah, no, here, I'll get it now. Uh, head Hardy fought Christina Williams. Christina Williams. I won't forget your name ever yeah. again. She's undefeated in kickboxing and like taekwondo and stuff like. I could see it with her kicks. She was like very like rangy with her kicks. Yeah. She re- I think that was the real problem. Heather Hardy could never like actually gauge like the yeah. MA distance. Yeah, she wanted to like get in the clinch and, yeah. and then dirty box. Whereas like she wasn't. Everyone was like, out. I'm gonna stand about four feet away from you, kicking the face. Yeah. It's a bit like watching Wonder Boy fight some when Wonder Boy fought <laughs> Hendrix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, that was Hendricks, like, Hendricks, that was like, like going on that was like when you're it's feeding time for a snake when the mouse is there, like, it's yeah. just like the snake is like toying with you. Oh, but, um, th- well, oh, at the end of the day, Bellator, like, if they had, like, Heather Hardy's now basically finished, and like, Musashi had lost that as well, like, that would have been such a bad night for Bellator, yeah. the organization itself. But I think we should move on to UFC Gdansk, aka UFC Poland, uh, Cerrone versus Till. Before we get into the whole entire thing, I think we should discuss how the arrival of Conor McGregor into the stadium. Now, did you see this? I didn't see him actually arrive in, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw him arrive in, right? He was walking around. He's like... I saw him do... I saw him, like, 
cage fight. Yeah, yeah. Before that, when he's led into the building, right, he was like, "Where's Artem? Where's Artem?" And then like Artem's fight was next, and he's like, "Oh no, no, here, look, I won't see him before the fight because it was like you don't want to be like, all right, what's the story? All right, see you later. You know, I mean, he didn't want to break his concentration, obviously, yeah. right? But uh, he was walking around, and people were like directing where to go, and he's like, "I own this company. I own this company." It was actually fucking gas because he fucking does, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He's like, I do what I want. Uh, he also wa- unless Mark, Mark Goddard tells him otherwise. Yeah. Uh, he when he then got into the arena when he walked around the octagon, there was a fight going on, right? But he walked around and everyone was cheering for McGregor walking around. It was mental. That must have been weird for the fighters, being like, "What's going on? What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. And then Conor McGregor walking around. Also, great for the Polish fans. Yeah, unbelievable. They're 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 lucky. Like he's he's one of the like top ten biggest sports stars in the world now. Yeah, yeah but that was, it was just it was mental. Right, it's anyway. mental the way we've seen how it was from nothing to something to everything. Yeah, yeah. literally, and he's just like the the, the crowd were going. Even the suit mental. he was wearing was like uh, so flash. Oh man, it? he looked so slick as always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very man. us in New York. Yeah, so we might as well start with the Artem Feely fight. Yeah, um, it was a very bad fight for Artem. Yeah, uh, as you know, Andre Feely beat Artem by decision. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain what happened there, Roscoe? Uh, look, Artem, uh, he just never really got looking in this fight, in fairness, uh, without being bad, but Feedy just used his range really, really well. He landed some really big yeah. shots. He dropped Artem at one stage. I almost thought he was going to get the finish at one stage. With the uh, leg kick? Uh, the head kick? Yeah, the head kick, yeah. Was, Gee, uh, he dropped. dropped him, yeah. How's the cards? <laughs> oh, yeah, the round ended, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. The first oh, round, yeah. When, when, the, when I first saw it, I actually thought. The ref stepped, stopped into uh, stopped the fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, surprised by But like Artem's tough as nails. In fairness, you can never take that away from him. But look, in terms of skill wise, it's just very hard to see him climb back up that featherweight ladder. It's uh, too many people ahead. Very big and much needed win for Andre Feely as well, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you see after the fight that Artem said that he he wants to try and like get out of his UFC contract and try and move into boxing? Yeah, I saw that. I don't know. What was he talking about? I don't really know. I think he, in, in some weird way, thinks he is Conor McGregor in a weird way or something. Or that, like... I feel he does like, have the belief. He does yeah. have the belief. Maybe, <clears throat> you know what, maybe just after a fight, you can be totally emotional. So yeah, yeah. He was probably just like, oh, am, am I ever going to be good enough? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I could see him being like, if Conor fights my magic, I can fight someone on the under. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can see him doing it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what, um, what, like, where can Arthur really go from here now? You know what I mean? It's sort of... I don't really know. He's, he is very much no man's land. With so much hype behind him, he, has, he, he sort of has nowhere. Like he, he you what, fight Dennis Seaver. Yeah, I'm actually not even like that. Actually, yeah, he could, a terrible yeah. idea. What? Yeah, that's, that's not actually. He could try and actually fight <coughs> the older 45, 55 pounders. Like if BJ Penn's going to get in a fight. You could try and fight BJ Penn. There, yeah, there you go. That's actually that's that's a brilliant call. Yeah. Um, what sort of way do you want to go about this now? Um. Like Jan Balswich beat Devin Clark. Uh, that was. Uh, did you see that choke? Um, it was a bleeding headlock. And like, but he, he actually. I don't know if you saw it because you were actually out. He, he, he sort of <laughs> grabbed, he grabbed your man by one arm, right? Yeah. Up against cage, and just like choked him. And your man wasn't. Your man wasn't even. Your man was standing up, and he just tapped out. What was it like? A it was like a standing rear naked choke. Your man. Your man was up against cage, and he grabbed him like this from behind, and then he just squeezed, and your man was like, oh. It was it was as if it was even like he he picked up Buddy from behind and skill and it was like half him out. Well, so it was like weird, yeah. It was sort of weird but impressive. It was it was like, I was like I can't believe a fresh fire let himself get in that position. Yeah, rear naked choke. Yeah, but 
<laughs> yeah, but standing one is like very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Carolina beat Yodi Esquibel uh, by unanimous decision. Yeah, just one fight straight. You you called this as well. There yeah, was yeah. Not, a, not a hope of a knockout. Like. No, no, no. It was just the way it was. Yeah. A completely outpointer. Just superior mixed martial artist. It was basically they want to put Carolina on show in front of Polish fans and. That's basically what you got. Yeah, but that was that was two good wins for the for the Polish. And yeah. then uh, obviously we have to discuss this. Darren Till defeating Donald Cerrone in the first round. The Darren Till show has arrived. Absolutely fantastic win. Absolutely blew the socks off Cowboy. Won every minute of the fight. It was only four minutes long. He knocked out Cerrone. Cerrone didn't look great. I'm not gonna lie. No. He didn't look like he. Prepared, didn't look like he took it as serious. And like I know he just got out of bed or something. Yeah, I know that's not really like a great thing to say because obviously he did train, and obviously he did take yeah. it serious, but it didn't come across as if Cerrone didn't want as much as Till wanted to put it no. that way. And great win for Till. He's really going to launch himself into the upper echelon. Yes, had like a face to face with Mike Perry afterwards. Yeah. I'd love to see that fight. Yeah, I know he's fighting Santiago Pozzabino, Mike Perry, but like I'd actually be happy if they just got rid of that and, <laughs> and like got rid of Santiago and just put straight in. Uh, Mike Perry versus well, this is after like messing up the division really. Like this Darn win, yeah. this win is like yeah, Darren Till's like top ten wealth right now, and he's got a brilliant story, John. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you hear a story? I know. Well, I know he was from Liverpool. Yeah, fights out of Brazil. Yeah, but like, uh, well, like, like he has a kid. Yeah. he doesn't even really see his kid. Yeah, uh, he's focused on his career instead of the kid. He's like, yeah, tough as nails. Well, are you gonna add something in? Yeah. Well, what happened was he was in Liverpool, right, and he was training, and then he got stabbed. And okay. then his yeah, then his coaches sent him to Brazil. And he was meant to go only go for six months, but while he was there, he got a girl pregnant. Oh, yeah. And then he ended up staying there for three years. And then he came back to Liverpool. He's been fighting in Liverpool for the last year, and he hasn't seen his daughter in over a year. But he's like, "What I'm doing right now is bigger than me, bigger than my daughter, and it's gonna like provide for later on in life." And once I heard that, I was like, "Jesus, chaps! Like, what a legend!" Like, yeah, I know. Maybe, Although I've had a kid, I, I know it's got no correlation to it, but like. Gary Vaynerchuk sort of said like he didn't see his parents and like they were at work and I was like yeah. really see like not a bad way and like I hope like no parents are listening but like if you don't see your kid between two and four that's not as bad as when you don't see them between like 14 and 16 yeah, you yeah, know what I mean yeah. like, the, like well, as long as one yeah. kid one yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like if you're trying to provide if you have nothing and you're trying to provide yeah. you're going to have to like like sacrifice in some yeah sort put it this way I don't think there's a lot of jobs you can do over in Brazil yeah but if you're sacrificing something for like your own kid like yeah. it's like you're gonna make sure that that pays off. Yeah, and fairness, he's, it's not like he's not been successful with it. Yeah, uh, and so. he came, he came into that fight just after seven weeks after winning by a uh, decision. Yeah, that I think that was one thing I was surprised with going into the fight. My only doubt over him was I knew Darren Hill was very good, but I didn't. He, he, I didn't. I knew he was good and I knew he was quite large, but my thing was he wasn't getting the results. Like he got against Cowboy, you know what I mean? He was winning a lot of decision after decision yeah, after decision, thing, yeah. and I was like, I know he's very good. All like the people like within the MMA world say he's unbelievable, but I'm like, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well, like it's just a such a story, like mm. typical sort of underdog guy coming mm. up, training hard. like this is his biggest fight of his life. Whereas Cowboy has fought over thirty five times in the octagon yeah. now, and sort of almost dismissed this fight in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was really shown who was boss, really like, and got his nose smashed. Yeah, in. and he, fair, he, fair, he fair, even got Dana White putting him up on Instagram and like Darren Till's the next big thing. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, Cerrone even put up his own post as well, being yeah. like, "Fair play to." Till like for, like I'm looking. He also to put a picture. Of, he also put a picture of him getting like his face smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Such a legend, though. Cowboy <laughs> yeah, yeah. is always a legend, no matter what. Yeah, 
Uh, there could be a possibility now of UFC in Liverpool as well. Yeah. I can see that happen. Yeah, well, we'd definitely go to that. Uh, I think we should just sort of look at UFC Brazil, aka UFC Sao Paulo. Uh, we'll just have to go very fast through Yeah, we'll just go through it quickly. Uh, in the bantamweight, John Lineker's fighting Marlon Vera. Uh, what should we expect here? First of all, will Lineker make weight? Oh jeez, uh, I'm going to say yes because it's in Brazil, so I feel like he will. Uh, Lineker, very heavy hands. Marlon Vera has actually picked up some big wins of late. Has uh, we know Brad Pickett there recently enough retired him. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I th- I think he'd be Brian Kelleher in his last fight as well. Uh, but I think Lineker's going to land one of those bombs at some stage. Yeah. And I think he's going to get a knockout. That's a good way to kickstart a Saturday night, really. Yeah, isn't John it? Lineker is always a must see TV fight. Yeah. Yes. Uh, straight after that would be Thiago Santos versus Jack Hermanson. Hirschman. Hermanson. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway. Doesn't matter how you say it. Thiago Santos, absolute beast on the feet. Uh, I just think he's going to get a knockout. I think his last fight he got a spinning wheel kick. Yeah. It's, the same, it's the same thing like the last time they were in Brazil. They sort of favoured the Brazilians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, put, <laughs> they, they geared the fight towards the Brazilian. It's a Brazilian show. Uh, one of your favourites in lightweight division, Francisco Trinaldo's taking on Jim Miller. Uh, as you know, Jim Miller's coming in off two defeats to Pettis and Poirier, who are actually fighting each other, which is funny enough. Yeah. Um, what are you expecting here? Yeah, Trinaldo basically lost the last fight to Kevin Lee, but before that he won his last seven previous. So for me, I think Trinaldo will be the bigger, stronger, and I think he's just going to get it done. I know Miller is a bit of a wildy vet, but when it's down in Brazil, I think it will suit the Brazilian. Yeah. Well it's, said, man. It's easier to pick the Brazilian than in Brazil if you're you're being oh, 50-50 yeah. 50 on yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, also in the bantamweight, Pedro Munoz is fighting Rob Font. Uh, what do we, should we expect here? I think between the two of them, they only have four losses. For me, Pedro Munoz has two decision losses. One is a split decision loss to uh, Jimmy Rivera, who's fighting Dominic Cruz next, and his other loss against Rafael Sunsao, and he's beaten everyone else. So he's basically beaten everyone bar two of the, or two, two of the top five guys in the division. <laughs> Uh, Rob Font is an absolute elite striker very long and lean but I think Munoz's uh, jiu-jitsu and wrestling game will be enough to get the job done Okay, and also in the welterweight division Damian Moya is fighting Colby, Colby Covington now I'm really interested to see this one yeah go on explain because Colby Covington is an absolute standout wrestler uh, former roommate of John Jones in college and he's fighting the absolute anaconda that is Damian Moya the, the best he, oh, do you know Darren Till also said Damian Moya is like the best fighter in the division. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised either, but I mean, like, he's, Moya's coming in off a loss, a title fight loss, um, which was a terrible <laughs> fight as well, actually. For, for me, I'm going to pick Moya, just because it, it's, it's almost like the Cowboys Cerrone uh, tail fight. You sort of pick the commodity you know more of. Yeah. I've, se- I've seen a bit more of Covington than I have seen of Till, but I feel like Covington is arrogant enough that he'll try and grapple with Moya, and I don't know if that's going to play into his favour. Oh, okay, get you, get you, get you. And in the main event, moving on to the main event <laughs> of the evening, Leoto uh, the Dragon Machida, thirty-nine years of age, fighting <laughs> Derek Brunson. Um, okay, so this is almost like redemption fight for Derek Brunson after losing that silver fight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that's the only way to describe it. Isn't yeah. It? So Machida's come back in after being uh, suspended for a, I think it was for like a diuretic or something. Like that. Put it this way, I don't think Leonardo Machida was doing steroids. He never looked at him when no, he's absolute no, steroid no. boy. And then Derek Brunson's coming in off a loss for Anderson Silva. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's making the, this middleweight bout? Um, for me, I think uh, Leonardo Machida is going to win just because. Yeah, because. Yeah, 
he beat Ryan Bader, and I think he's going to beat Brunson the same way. Brunson, like, I don't think he's actually technical enough that he's going to come in and Machida's going to hit him one of those, like, shots. KO I guess, yeah. I actually think Brunson's going to win just because, like, he was so tentative against Anderson Silva and lost, but he respect. should have won. Yeah. yeah, but now he's going to be like, right, I can't do that again. And I just think because it's in Brazil, I think Machida's going to hit him with, like, a fancy kick. Yeah, oh, that'd be slick. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love the people that can do that. Not yeah, many people yeah. can do that. Yeah, yeah, Machida's like straight up yeah. there. But Bef- before we move off the MMA um, topic, I suppose we better have a quick discussion on Conor McGregor and the homophobic slur he used after the UFC Gdansk. Um, Any yeah. take on it, Barry? Um, do you want to explain exactly what happened and then we can give it an opinion? Basically, Artem lost and they were backstage and Conor McGregor call, called Andre Fiddy a faggot to... Artem as he was walking off okay. um, look you can never really excuse what he said to me personally it's totally unacceptable uh, it shouldn't be acceptable for anyone and it's not right to make allowances but I always think when it terms that it, sometimes when you say something it's not the words that you say it's the meaning you say with them and yeah. Conor McGregor didn't mean it as in like a homophobic slur yeah. that is just like when when we were growing up as kids in Ireland, that was something you would say about someone who like you thought was a pussy or you like yeah. didn't like, and he doesn't actually mean it in a homophobic, stirring way. Yeah. I'm not trying to stand up for what he said, but in terms of like Slang. In, in terms of him actually saying it, it's, it is completely unacceptable. But it he didn't say it in the terms that it would be used to be offensive. Yeah, he wasn't like oh the state of that gay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That anyway, that I just thought we'd address it because I didn't want to think that you know. I think a lot of people think that we just love Conor McGregor and think he do no wrong. Yeah. But look, what he yeah. did, what he did wasn't right. But we're not like shying away yeah. from the subject either. Yeah. Well, he was also obviously just saying it to reassure Arthur to be like, oh, he can come back. He can yeah. come back off this. You know what I mean, be like, oh, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. he was basically saying fuck him. You know yeah, I mean? but first, Andre Fiddy like did the like notorious walk into the cage and all this like. The did he? Stru- yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But he strut into the ring, so I'm sure McGregor wasn't too happy with him. I think he actually tried to talk about his shit to him afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm sure he wasn't too impressed uh, with the entire... Thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean... Like... In fairness, Bisbing said that word so many times that... Yeah, but really, so, like, put it this way. In, in in today's world, like, if you have... If you if you, if you you dislike someone for being straight or gay or asexual or whatever sexual you want to be, then just... You should really have a look at yourself in the mirror and reassess. Unless, yeah. like, they're going off shagging animals, then you're a weirdo. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you're, like. Yeah, but you know it's I mean? like, yeah, no one cares about anyone's sexuality. No, no, they don't. No, no one actually no, cares. Like, no. That's no. my Like, to be honest, if, if you I'm, care about someone else's sexuality, then that's your problem, yeah. not theirs. Like, if I'm walking down the road and there's two people kissing, if it's a boy and girl, like, uh, like I'm just, I'm still, like, gonna get a room compared yeah. to, like, two lads yeah, or, like, yeah. or two girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're still, like, what are you doing in public but yeah yeah <laughs> anyway I think that all, all that leaves us on use for protection it. no matter what anyway <laughs> the wise words of the basketball the wise words I think that me. leads on to the boxing doesn't it I think we have to definitely discuss the boxing just briefly before we let you get on with the rest of your bleeding day alright as you saw as our Instagram t- um, thing we are back supporting our girl in green well actually she wears black and gold a lot but it's Katie Taylor yeah Katie Taylor is coming in to Sorry, Katie Taylor's fighting this weekend. She's six and zero professionally now. Uh, Gonna be seven and zero after the weekend. Yeah, she's fighting Miss Sanchez. Um, I, 
I don't really know what to say about this, but like Katie Taylor. Put it this way, it's another poem Katie Taylor is fighting who we don't know who it is, which I think will be the majority of her career. But <laughs> we expect her to win no less. There's not much else you can say except I expect her to win. Uh, like the, the, I don't know I don't know any other female female boxer. I think I, the other one I know was Nicole Adams, and I think she's a British boxer. She fought in the Olympics as well. She was on a few ads. But like other than that, like I know no other British boxer. So like Katie Taylor's I been going in. Katie Taylor's, beat them Katie Taylor's all. been going in and like killing these women. So like expect another like seven. Expect a seven and zero post come Saturday. Yeah. But also, uh, Anthony, the headline of the card is Anthony Joshua. Um, his original his original opponent Pulev had to pull out. So oh, Pulev. Pulev had to pull out. Absolute joint. And he, so do you want to discuss the Anthony Joshua fight there for a sec? Look, Joshua's going to come in here. And knock out this fella in, I'd say, under four rounds. What do you think? Man, I was watching a documentary of him the other day, and he is in such good shape. It's almost like uh, like he was carved from stone. Like, Joshua is going to go in there, and now that he's beaten Klitschko, who he probably thought wasn't going to be good enough to beat this legend, he's gone in there, beaten the best, and now he's going to beat the rest. Yeah, I was actually looking at this fella's fighting. I can't think of his name at the moment. Are you looking up there? Yeah. The fella's fighting. I was hoping you'd say his name. Yeah, because yeah. I the fella's fighting is like a combination of Czech Congo and Takam. That's it. Yeah, yeah Takam. Yeah, it's a combination of like Czech Congo and like Bobby Lashley or something. He's something <laughs> like that. He's an absolute physical specimen, but like I, I don't think he has good boxing skills. Have a picture there, about you? Yeah, there, there he is there with the face off. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, Joshua's actually a legend as well. Yeah. Such a sound lad. I hangs around, like looks after all his mates and all, and he's just so always smiling and happy. Oh, lucky, love it. Yeah. Anyway, Joshua for the win, Taylor for the win, and then Baz thinks Brunson's gonna win. I think Cheetah's gonna yeah. win. There are the energized predictions yeah. for the fighting. Yeah. Um, Barry, anything to add before we finish up? Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you check out Ross's tour in the Jameson Factory as well. That was cool crack. Um, well, I was gonna say something else. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we booked the tickets. We we bought the tickets today for UC two seventeen. So that's something that we're looking forward to get doing. We're going to Friday week. Yeah, and if you liked all our dating chat this week, make <laughs> sure to let us know in the comments <laughs> on the gram. And if you have any dating advice that you want to give us or you need us to give you, let us know. And as, as always, always, stay energized. energized. <laughs>